Welcome, everyone. You're listening to the Empowered Word of Faith podcast. Good evening, everyone. This is Evangelist Alfreda Lockett Evans, and I'm from Full Gospel Holy Temple Church in Dallas, Texas. Tonight's podcast is the sixth lesson learned from the Miracles of Elisha, a series. The title of this podcast is Miracles Related to the Defeat of Enemies, Bears from the Woods, Defeat of the Moabites, Confusion of the Syrians, and Capture of the Syrian Army. Bears from the Woods is a fascinating miracle executed by Elisha early in his ministry. The story is found in 2 Kings 2 and 23 through 24. Let's read those scriptures. And he went up from thence unto Bethel. And as he was going up by the way, there came forth little children out of the city and mocked him and said unto him, Go up, thou bald head, go up, thou bald head. And he turned back and looked on them and cursed them in the name of the Lord. And there came forth two she-bears out of the wood and tear forty and two children of them. So a group of children insulted the prophet, calling him baldhead. He then cursed them, and a couple of she-bears tore up forty-two of them. Now at first glance, this may seem like a heartless and mean thing for the prophet to do. But Dake's annotated reference Bible offers some insight, although controversial and different from the understanding of many into this situation. This reference note is found on page 668, I and J. Number one, I'm quoting directly from the Bible, Nair, N-A-A-R, a child from the age of infancy to adolescence. It generally implies youth, but not always, for the word is used of Isaac when he was 28 years old, and that's Genesis 22 and 5, of Joseph when he was 39 years old, and that's found in Genesis 41 and 12, and of Rehoboam when fully grown, Second Chronicles 13 and 7. Here, the little children were the infidel young men of Bethel who were worshippers of the golden calf instead of Jehovah. It was God who sent the bears, and we have to believe that the offenders were worthy of such judgment. Number two, still reading from Dakes, page 668. The term baldhead had no special reference to lack of hair, according to some authorities. It signified a worthless fellow. It was a term of contempt. Here it was equal to blasphemy of God. For the young men mocked Elisha as a prophet of Jehovah in contemptuous allusion to the translation of Elijah, which they no doubt denied and made fun of. The idea seems to be, go up like Elijah, you worthless fellow. Following the curse of Elisha, two she-bears came out of the woods and tore up 42 of the children. In spite of the fact that we do not know the age of the children or whether or not Elisha was really bald-headed, there are three profound lessons to be learned from this miracle. 
Number one, God will always back up his word and his prophets saying, touch not mine anointed and do my prophets no harm. And that's found in Psalms 105, 15. Number two, for those who want to get upset or all confused about this situation, we must remember that God sent the bears, so they deserved it. End of that story. Number three, God's ways are his ways. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. And that's found in Isaiah 55 and 8. The next miracle in the defeat of enemies group is miracle number five, defeat of the Moabites. And that's found in 2 Kings 3 and 18 through 20 and then 25 through 27. And we're going to read those scriptures, first 18 through 20. And this is but a light thing in the sight of the Lord. He will deliver the Moabites also into your hand. And ye shall smite every fenced city and every choice city and shall fell every good tree and stop all wells of water and mar every good piece of land with stone. And it came to pass in the morning when the meat offering was offered that behold, there came water by the way of Edom and the country was filled with water. Now we alluded to this miracle in lesson number four, water filling ditches without water, when three kings were told to dig ditches that would be filled with water without rain. It is essential to note that the defeat of the Moabites, just as Elisha prophesied, was a separate miracle in its own right. Verses 25 through 27 demonstrate that it happened just as Elisha said it would happen. We've also previously discussed the last two verses and the unconscionable behavior and the king of Moab in the sacrifice of his son in lesson four. So let's read verses 25 through 27. And they beat down the cities and on every good piece of land cast every man his stone and filled it. And they stopped all the wells of water and filled all the good trees. Only in Kirhuraseth left they the stones thereof. Howbeit the slingers went about it and smote it. And when the king of Moab saw that the battle was too sore for him, he took with him 700 men that drew swords to break through even unto the king of Edom, but they could not. Then he took his eldest son that should have reigned in his stead and offered him for a burnt offering upon the wall. And that was a great indignation against Israel. And they departed from him and returned to their own land. When a true prophet speaks, just believe it. It will happen. The next miracle performed by Elisha concerning the defeat of the enemies is number 26, confusion of the Syrians. This one is found in 2 Kings 7 and 6 through 8. Just before this passage, in 2 Kings 7 and 3 through 5, we learn of the story of four leprous men outside of the city of Samaria because of the medical condition that they had called leprosy. They decided that the worst Assyrians could do to them was kill them. They further agreed that they would die anyway if they didn't at least try. 
Their decision to move forward rather than sitting until they died was the best decision that they could have made. Let's read verses 3 through 5. And there were four leprous men at the entering in of the gate, and they said one to another, Why sit we here until we die? If we say we'll enter into the city, then the famine is in the city, and we shall die there. And if we sit still here, we die also. Now therefore come and let us fall unto the host of the Syrians. If they save us alive, we shall live. And if they kill us, we shall but die. And they rose up in the twilight to go into the camp of the Syrians. And when they will come to the uttermost part of the camp of Syria, behold, there was no man there. As the leprous men approached the camp, they discovered there was no one in the camp. The reason that the Syrians were gone is explained in 2 Kings 7 and 6 through 8. Let's read those verses. For the Lord had made the host of the Syrians to hear a noise of chariots and a noise of horses, even the noise of a great host. And they said one to another, Lo, the king of Israel hath hired against us the kings of the Hittites and the kings of the Egyptians to come upon us. Wherefore they arose and fled in the twilight and left their tents and their horses and their asses, even the camp as it was, and fled for their life. And when these lepers came to the uttermost part of the camp, they went into one tent and did eat and drink and carried thin silver and gold and raiment and went and hid it and entered into another tent and carried thence also and went and hid it. The Lord caused the Syrians to be confused. Mental confusion is also known as delirium or a change in a person's awareness. According to the Free Dictionary, it is a mental state characterized by unclear and disorderly thought and behavior. In their confusion, the Syrians ran, leaving tents, horses, and donkeys. Now, they had to be confused to run away by foot, leaving their horses and their donkeys behind. The Syrians heard the noise of chariots, horses, and even a great host, and they ran for their lives. They even decided that the king of Israel had aligned himself with the kings of the Hittites and Egyptians to come against them. This miracle occurred to fulfill a prophecy of Elisha concerning the end of the famine, which will be explained in the next lesson, Miraculous Utterances. So what lesson did we learn here? Number one, when the Lord is on your side, your enemy simply cannot win because no weapon formed against you can prosper. Number two, moving forward is far better than simply sitting still until death overtakes you. And now the final miracle in this lesson related to the defeat of enemies is Elisha's capture of the entire Syrian army, which is found in 2 Kings chapter 6 and 19 through 22. The king of Syria was distraught because each time he made plans to defeat the Israelites, Elisha warned the king of Israel and defeated the plans. 
The Syrian king was told that it was Elisha who revealed his plans to the king of Israel, so he decided to kill Elisha. He sent a host of soldiers to capture him, but Elisha had them struck blind, and that miracle is found in lesson number five, Miracles Related to Eyes. Elisha then told the Syrian troop that he would lead them to where they should go. That's verse 19, which says, And Elisha said unto them, This is not the way, neither is this the city. Follow me, and I will bring you to the man whom you seek. But he led them to Samaria. The troop that was sent to capture Elisha allowed him to lead them. They blindly followed him to the very city of their enemy, Samaria. Elisha prayed when they arrived in Samaria and their eyes were open. Again, that miracle is explained in miracles related to eyes. Lo and behold, they were in the hands of the Israelites. Second Kings 6 and 20 through 22 says the following. And it came to pass when they were coming to Samaria that Elisha said, Lord, open the eyes of these men that they may see. And the Lord opened their eyes, and they saw, and behold, they were in the midst of Samaria. And the king of Israel said unto Elisha when he saw them, My father, shall I smite them? Shall I smite them? And he answered, Thou shalt not smite them. Wouldest thou smite those whom thou hast taken captive with thy sword and with thy bow? Set bread and water before them, that they may eat and drink and go to their master. Now, this situation could have turned out very badly for the Syrians. As a matter of fact, the king of Israel actually asked Elisha if he should smite or strike them. That king was fully prepared to beat him badly. But Elisha's response was different than one might expect in a warlike situation. He told the king, no, don't do that. You wouldn't beat them up if you had taken them prisoners with your sword or your bow and arrows. Instead, he told him to feed them and then set them free. The king of Israel did as Elisha instructed. His setting the Syrians free made it apparent that Syria was the cause of the war and not Israel. As a result, the goodness on the part of the Israelites made the Syrians ashamed of themselves, and they went no more to war against Israel for quite a while. We learned three really great lessons from this particular miracle. They are, number one, through the word of knowledge, Elisha knew the plans of the Syrian king and used that information to his own advantage and that of his king. Now, God gave us spiritual gifts to be used by the saints. Let us not neglect our gifts. Number two, Elisha used wisdom and was able to capture an entire army single-handedly. One man or woman can do great things when God's hand is upon them. And then number three, the kindness and compassion exhibited by Elisha And the king of Israel caused the Syrians to cease troubling Israel for a season. That tells us that we can, quote unquote, kill 
our enemies with kindness. Now, the next podcast will feature lesson number seven, and the title is When You Know What You Know, Foreknowing the King's Acts. And that's found in 2 Kings 6 and 32, 33, and also Revealing War Secrets, which is found in 2 Kings 6 and 8 through 13. May God bless you all.